It is a Wednesday on the Pure Opelka podcast. Mike here, you there, Dr. Roizen on the way. Yes, it's a Wednesday, a wellness Wednesday. We'll talk to our buddy, Dr. Michael Roizen from the Cleveland Clinic about some important medical news, some things he wants to share with us. He's all about living longer and living younger. That's why he has the longevityplaybook.com and the Great Age Reboot out there. So we'll get to that because I have to ask him not only about this week's research, but about this story, this really rich guy, a tech centimillionaire who is, uh, who is paying $2 million a year to inject himself with his son's blood and the blood of other young people. It's really kind of freaky. And I want to know if it's a good idea. We also have uh, Ron DeSantis and his announcement happening on Twitter tonight. And I'm going to deal with that tomorrow because I'm recording this before the big announcement. So you're going to have to come back tomorrow. It's going to be a very busy week. By the way, tomorrow evening from 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern, I'll be in for Joe Pags Thursday and Friday evening. So Join me, won't you? We'll have some fun. We'll cover all the news of the day and some of the craziness out there. I have some updates on some stories today. But um, I'm going to kick things off with uh, wagging a finger at America because American actors are embarrassing themselves. This is an insane story that we've talked about how Monty Python's Life of Brian predicted the madness about crazy trans people saying that men can have babies. They can't. It's, it's not possible. Stop pretending. Uh, and this happened decades ago, four decades ago. And now John Cleese, who's 83 years old, is trying to put up a live stage version of the life of Brian. And the actors in America said, no, no, we can't do that scene. Someone might get offended. We can't possibly do the scene. How dare we? You remember it from the life of Brian when they were sitting in the in the rocks discussing what they were going to do. These these crazy radicals who were fighting for all their rights. And one of them, a man, wants to have babies. That would be Stan. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. Absolutely. John Cleese, 83 years old, pointing out the insanity 
of the American actors standing up against this. They're also going to mount a stage production of that show in London next year, but it's coming to America, I believe, first. Uh, This makes me very sad. Makes me very sad indeed. I hope Cleese thinks twice about this and goes forward with the original script and doesn't let these, these Americans embarrass themselves. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Just stop editing the language. It's like I was having a conversation with my buddy Rich Zioli. I will not use the term cisgender. It's just an insult. We'll call it heterosexuality or just straight people. They put the label cisgender out there, the crazy people. And I'm, I'm not on board. I'm not in the game. It's like that old meme with uh, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. It's just calling these two guys reverend. It's like calling Jeffrey Dahmer a chef. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. You never hear me saying reverend before Al Sharpton. I don't talk about Jesse Jackson so much anymore. And where's the baby that Jesse fathered with a campaign worker? Remember that? When Jesse Jackson was running for president in 1988, that's a long time ago, Jesse reportedly, allegedly had fathered a child with a campaign worker, and I believe Jesse's family raised the baby. Where is that child now? And when it comes time for Jesse to shuffle off this mortal coil, will there be a battle to get a piece of the Jesse Jackson estate, whatever is there? I'm sure there's a lot of money. Jesse was a uh, is still a, a class A grifter who taught Sharpton and some of the others. But we'll see if the if the baby fathered in 1988, reportedly by Jesse Jackson, uh, surfaces when there's a battle over the estate of Jesse Jackson. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Why does my mind work these ways? I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, as we... As we're recording this, the the debt ceiling negotiations were apparently going on again today. And uh, I have to give Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, a little bit of credit. He seems to be doing a a pretty darn good job in fighting this battle and and keeping this on Biden's, Biden's list of problems. Because after all, the Republicans passed a bill a long time ago. And we've been trying to get something done in a bipartisan fashion, but Biden's dug in. McCarthy said this today. So it's not my fault that the Democrats today have become so extreme, so far to the socialist wing, that they are now opposed to work requirements, that they are now opposed to saving $1 less than you spent the year before. That to me really seems that the problem are the Democrats. Yes, the problem are the Democrats. And, you know, I go back to when Joe Biden was in the Senate and he talked about workfare. He talked about 20 hours of work a week if someone was getting help from the government, if, as long as they weren't disabled. He said there should be some, some dignity there in showing people the value of work. These guys are just becoming the handout party the people that wants to create government dependency, which is a horrible thing. And they think that will keep those people in their pocket forever. I don't know. Corinne Jean-Pierre, cringe, 
as uh, Vince Colonnese dubbed her, and then a lot of us are calling her that. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre claimed yesterday that Biden's been uh, engaged, as they say, in the debt ceiling negotiations for months. But uh, she seems to have spent a lot of time denying that. We don't see any negotiation here. We don't see uh, anything that needs to be discussed. It's pretty simple and it's pretty straightforward. Uh, we believe that Congress has a constitutional duty to get this done. The president's stance on uh, negotiation stand, stands, right, which is he does not believe, as it relates to the debt ceiling, uh, that we should be negotiating. We've been very clear. We're not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. He never came to the table to negotiate on the debt ceiling. That was not something that occurred. That is not something that's happening. We've been very clear. We're not negotiating around the debt ceiling. When you think about the debt limit, it is not negotiable. We should not be negotiating on the debt ceiling. There's no negotiation uh, that we will be having. The debt ceiling, it should be done without negotiation. There should be no negotiation. This should be done without conditions. This montage goes on for another 40 seconds. I'm not going to impose it on you. But they're not telling the truth. They're lying right to our faces. And today, KJP, cringe, referred to the former secretary, Steve Mnuchin, as Steve Munchkin. I I think this is intentional. She's not that stupid. Yeah, they're just trying to insult anyone who's part of the Trump organization or administration. Uh, Stephen Stephen, um, Munchkin, Munchkin. No, it's Mnuchin, Stephen Mnuchin. Calling him Steve Munchkin is something your boss would do. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe she wants to be like her boss. Maybe she's trying to be just like Joe. God help us. These people are awful. Awful, awful, awful. Speaking of awful Democrats, uh, Pramila Jayapal, she's part of the squad, is upset and saying that if the uh, Democrats don't get everything they want in the debt ceiling negotiation, which includes they want taxes raised. Who argues to raise taxes? Who says, I know what the people want. They want their taxes raised. These people are crazy. They're saying if they don't get everything they want, there'll be a backlash in the streets. I think there would be a huge backlash from our entire uh, House Democratic, you know, caucus, certainly the progressives, but also in the streets. You know, I mean, I think that this is it's important that we don't take steps back from the very strong agenda that the president himself shepherded and led over the last two years. Ah, that great agenda that has caused us to be teetering on economic destruction everywhere. That's what we're hearing. That is absolutely what we're hearing. There was a CNN poll that has a lot of people on the left very, very worried. A CNN poll that shows a majority of Americans, 6 and 10, want to raise the debt ceiling but only if spending is cut. Our brand new poll conducted by SSRS shows that a majority of Americans, six in 10 Americans, want to raise the debt ceiling only if spending cuts are included as well. So this is the McCarthy point that he's been making all along. Remember, months ago, the White House was in this position of no negotiations. A majority of Americans say, no, you should reduce spending as well as raise the debt ceiling. 24% say raise the debt ceiling no matter what. Only 15% say do not raise it. Let the U.S. go into default. There's more troubling news from the CNN poll because it's showing continued approval rating decline 
for Joe Biden. Generally, what do Americans think about how President Biden is handling the overall economy? So his overall approval on the handling of the economy is not great. 34% of Americans approve, 66% disapprove. Take a look at his overall job approval. It's a little better than on the economy, but still low. 40% approval, 60% disapproval. And Jake, take a look at that presidential approval rating matched up against his modern era predecessors at this point in their presidency. Joe Biden's 40% where he is now is down here between Jimmy Carter and Donald Trump. Of course, they were just one-term presidents. He's hoping for a Reagan-esque turnaround. I don't think so. I do not think so. No, sir. They're funny over at CNN, aren't they? Yeah. We'll see what happens. I, I don't think they're going to let a default happen. It just is not in anyone's interest. And now it appears that thanks to the polling, the Democrats realize it's on them. It's going to hit them hard, really hard. We'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on all of this. Uh, As I I said, um, I'm recording the podcast ahead of the announcement on Twitter of Ron DeSantis' candidacy. No, No shock that he's running. And uh, I've got a bunch of people on both sides who are really mad about this. And I say, let's hear everybody out. Let's hear all of them out. Whole bunch of candidates. And if Donald Trump still is the best, let's get behind him 100%. Stop with all the threats back and forth with each other. Let's listen to our side. The left is already going to jump on everything and everything we do. But it, it is something right here in front of us that we can control. All right. Uh, I think that's Dr. Roizen. Yeah. Dr. Michael Roizen of the Cleveland Clinic is joining us as he does pretty much every week. We talk about health and wellness and his book, The Great Age Reboot. He's got several books. And now the, the great website, longevityplaybook.com. And I'm glad he's here because I asked him, in addition to his topic, can we talk about this crazy guy? At least I think he's kind of crazy spending $2 million a year to inject himself with the blood of his 17-year-old son and some other younger people, too. I just got to know if this is a good idea. It seems a little creepy to me. And Dr. Rosen will tell us, welcome, my friend. It's good to be here. I'm glad you're here because uh, the, a story popped Monday. And it was initially reported on Bloomberg, and it's made it around to several other news outlets about how to live longer and live younger. But it involved a whole lot of money. It involved a 45-year-old tech tycoon, a guy who's got more money than sense, apparently. And he's spending $2 million a year to keep himself younger. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Doc, but uh, none of us need to be spending $2 million a year to keep ourselves younger, at least if you're a 45-year-old healthy guy eating the right things and doing a little bit of exercise, $2 million seems like it's a waste of money. Well, someone is probably benefiting and uh, spreading good because of it, but there are 180-some choices at the Longevity Playbook that you get to choose to change your rate of aging, and um, what he is involved in is one of the studies uh, that comes out of UC San Francisco originally where they hooked up young rats with old rats 
blood circulation, that is giving the old rats, the young rats, their descendants, if you will, blood, and the young rats getting the old rats. What happened is the old rats became younger in functioning, their skin looked younger, etc. This is actually in 1967 or so, and a pair of researchers, they went on to Berkeley and have shown, they showed you could do this in larger animals and smaller animals. Hmm. This is the blood transfusion. Now, it turns out that what has subsequently happened is that if you, if the old person just donates blood, doesn't need to get a transfusion and donates blood, the old person will then, and has the plasma replaced by saline. So he gets his own red cells back washed. That's what you do when you, by the way, donate plasma. When you do that, what happens is you force your body to make new plasma. You become younger, literally and figuratively. It's the senolytic theory. There are 14 theories of why we age, but one of which is that our proteins become old. And by plasma exchange, which is what he's doing, um, but by just plasma exchange with saline, you don't need someone else's blood, it turns out in the randomized studies, you get the same benefit. And yes, your brain functions younger, your heart functions younger, your muscles act younger. Now, we don't have quite enough data to say this worked. We have one about 380-person study called the AMBAR study, which reversed the um, early dementia by doing this. So the company that was the sponsor made one of the plasma substitutes, albumin, when uh, I think they saw that um, saline worked just as well, they stopped sponsoring the second of the studies because there was nothing financially in it for them, appropriate for a pharma company to do that. But in any case, how expensive is it? Does it have to be very expensive? No, you can donate plasma for free at the local plasma donation Red Cross Center and probably get the same benefit as he's probably paying a fair bit of money for and his 17-year-old son and uh, is participating in. Doc, you said something uh, that just surprised me there. Uh, even at, um, at 71, we're still capable of making new plasma. Our bodies will create new plasma? If they didn't, um, you'd be dead. Oh. So they make new plasma, but you force it to do it much faster and get rid of what we call senolytic plasma much faster than you would ordinarily. And by getting rid of the old plasma, you're forcing your body to produce new plasma. You get new proteins and get all the benefit um, that he appears to be getting um, with uh, paying anything. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And maybe this guy will thank you for saving him a couple million dollars a year. But there are other things in the 14 areas of uh, research, of, of aging mechanism research, that are inexpensive. And there's some things that are expensive. So um, maybe he's doing hormetic hyperbaric oxygen therapy as well which can cost about $50,000 a year. So maybe he's doing some of the other things, but 
there shouldn't be uh, a uh, $2 million a year charge. He's, but I will, if he wants to consult with me, what's his name? If he wants to consult with me, um, I'm much less expensive than that. His name is Brian Johnson, and he told Bloomberg News he has a team of 30 doctors and regener- regenerative health experts overseeing his regimen, which includes these trips to this Dallas clinic for the plasma exchange. And uh, he ap- apparently claims he's screened anonymous donors as blood boys to ensure he keeps receiving blood from a person with ideal body mass index and living a healthy lifestyle free of disease. He doesn't need to do it. Doc, you have so much great information this week. I have to get to it. Um, I was surprised to see, um, well, not surprised because we've seen the word Parkinson's show up in in a lot of different places. And Michael J. Fox who has been battling Parkinson's for, uh, I think, almost 20 years now, has been very public this last month. Um, is there new news on Parkinson's? Is, is there a, a, a possible way to prevent Parkinson's? Well, there, there are a lot of things you can do to change your risk for it. We know that Parkinson's in the 50s, 60s, and 70s was related to the brain fog one got with the Spanish flu virus in 1917 to 19. And one of our fears is that that relates also to the coronavirus, the, uh, the 50s, 60s, and 70s, that is 1950s, 1960s, and 1970 cases, developed plaques, much like the amyloid plaques um, that one has with Alzheimer's disease, but along the olfactory nerve, that's the smell nerve that goes from your nose to your brainstem, and then along the basal ganglia in your brainstem where dopaminergic neurons are made, which controls motor, and then up to the hippocampus, which controls some of the memory. So Parkinson is, this, is, is associated with those plaques. We know a number of things helps prevent those plaques, one of which um, is aromatherapy. So um, a sense um, is presenting at the conference I'm now at in Las Vegas, in fact, about the, the four different smells that they have in a uh, pack that you smell once a day and that helps in remove or prevent these plaques in mouse models of coronavirus infection. We know that physical activity can reverse it in about 33% of people, and and the data are that it prevents it. Of 99,000 French women, those who did were physically active, and, and it doesn't have to be huge physical activity. This is who did uh, 90 minutes, which is the equivalent of about 9,000 steps a day or more, compared to the women who were at um, least active, that is, who did only about 4,000 steps a day, there was a uh, 25% reduction in Parkinson's disease. Now, on the contrary side, in this news this week, we find that people in farmland in rural countries who use well water and farm, especially um, it was cotton farmers in uh, California have an increased risk 
and they found that 10 pesticides, it's actually four insecticides, three herbicides, three fungicides, are strongly related by association with the development, one of which is commonly used in California called trifluralin. Uh, if, you, if you have well water, you want to use both a carbon filter and osmotic uh, uh, diuresis to get rid of the toxins. These are absorbed through the skin as well as drinking, as well as from food. So make sure you don't get it. And it does say to us, wash your fruit and vegetables really well. Pesticides scare me. I'm, I'm a big fan of using uh, vinegar. And it, it's uh, a lot cheaper, too. It just you, Everybody knows when you've used it because you smell like you're getting ready to make a salad. Dr. Royson, I have to declare you Nostradamus. You uh, predicted this. You talked about the, um, the, these drugs that were meant to help people with uh, type 2 diabetes but started showing all kinds of additional benefits like weight loss and you projected that we might start seeing significant reductions in uh, in addictions various drug addictions alcohol addictions whatever and this week an article followed up saying that's exactly what these Wigovi Ozempics all of these new diabetes type 2 diabetes drugs are now showing possibilities that we're going to see amazing amazing reductions in addiction so i i applaud you sir yeah well that was it's just from a couple patients of mine who were obese got the drug we gave them the drugs and they also had either addictions or alcohol addictions, and they got benefit from it. It's always great to see that, that we, we are seeing that kind of benefit for people and that kind of help for people. And now we are saying, though, that there are some of the kids, the young people who get this treatment, are seeing the weight return, or are they returning to normal weight? What's the answer on that? They're, they're returning to normal weight. That is a much higher incidence of... Uh, teens. They gave it to, I think it was 12 to 18-year-olds, and 44% of them dropped a weight class, um, and 25% uh, of them got to what we call normal body mass index. Now, we don't know how long they'll have to keep taking the drugs. It looks like maybe forever, and uh, that's expensive. So we're going to need to get the drug companies to make them less expensively, a third drug company, Pfizer, now has one of the GLP-1s. So what we want to do is try and make sure there's competition among the drug people to lower the drug price, not to raise it. If the drug price were $40 a month rather than $400, you'd probably have 40% of Americans taking these, and you'd cure the obesity problem, which would save America uh, close to a, a trillion dollars. And as we said in the book, The Great Age Reboot, you'd invest in Haagen-Dazs and not in Weight Watchers. <laughs> That's why you need to go to the longevityplaybook.com, pick up the Great Age Reboot, and then hang out with me because I talk to Dr. Royzen just about every week. Uh, Doc, I so appreciate you. I know you're on the road and you're working in Las Vegas. Uh, just um, uh, stay away from the tables. They, they will rob you blind. That's my advice. Take care. I don't, I don't gamble. 